My name is Adrian Montgomery, and I am the Chief Executive Officer of Enthusiast Gaming, which is building the world's largest platform of communities for gamers and esports fans. Thank you, Adrian, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It's great to be here. So I know your background uh, started, well, it, it didn't start there, but previous to Enthusiast Gaming, you came from a traditional sports background. Uh, and so I'm really curious about uh, that move and why you decided uh, to, to take the plunge into esports and gaming. Well, you're right. I was the CEO of a company called Aquilini Sports and Entertainment, which is the parent company that owns the Vancouver Canucks of the National Hockey League and the Rogers Arena, which is a 20,000 seat arena in downtown Vancouver, as well as a professional lacrosse team and a number of restaurants in Vancouver, Whistler in New York, uh, a winery in Washington State. And uh, so a lot of fun businesses in that portfolio and really uh, did not grow up as a gamer. Um, and we had a chance to host the Dota 2 International, which is the largest esports tournament in the world in August of 2018 in the Rogers Arena. And we were blown away. We were blown away by the passion, um, the fan interest, the energy and the electricity in the building. Uh, the merchandise records that we set, the sales records and concession records that we set, and literally experiencing esports live and in person was a transformational moment for myself and certainly for the Aquilini family. And we looked at each other and said, this is the future. Even though we thought we were in the middle of the Hunger Games at the time, us old guys, but we... <laughs> We said, this is the future. And as great entrepreneurs do, the Aquilini, a month later, the Aquilinis, you know, with my help, purchased an Overwatch team and and we didn't look back since then. That's really interesting. Um, I, I want to sort of go back to pre-pandemic times. So at the end of 2019, beginning of, of 2020, um, what habits and behaviors uh, did you see at, at Enthusiast Gaming or amongst gamers and esports fans um, as it pertains to some of the things that they were doing, I guess specifically around Enthusiast Gaming? Well, pre-pandemic would have been, uh, two, you know, two touch points to that would have been October of 2019, where we had 35,000 people come and 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 spend time with each other at our EGLX gaming expo in Toronto and then I flew to London England uh, in late January of 2020 which would have been six weeks before the global shutdown and um, we had held the largest mobile gaming conference in Europe pocket gamer connects and had thousands of people at that as well so again for us we are we serve at the altar of fan communities and we don't distinguish between XQC's audience on Twitch as a community, the people that come to the Sims resource website are a community uh, and the people that walk the floor of Pocket Gamer Connects or EGLX are communities. But right before the pandemic, we had just held two 
of our largest in-person events. Um, and that certainly uh, was put on the shelf for the, for the last year. Yeah, I remember being at the uh, EGLX event and that was uh, quite, uh, quite an event for sure. And so we enter the That's pandemic great. and things shut down across the globe in, in various fashions. Um, and, and, and like you said, you've got online communities regardless. Uh, did you see a change in behavior though? We certainly saw a change in behavior. Our um, engagement levels went through the roof. Um, very similar to what happened on YouTube or Twitch or um, um, you know, Facebook gaming at the time. We saw 25, 30, 35% uh, engagement level increases. And it just goes to show you that if you give an avid gamer an extra hour in the day, they're gonna spend it on, on gaming somehow, some way. Um, so that, that's what we saw and that was highly encouraging. Um, and quite honestly, the good news, I think, for this industry, and people ask me all the time, they said, wow, that's impressive. But as people get vaccinated and return to their normal lives, are, are you worried? And at the end of the day, um, and, and I hope you'd agree with me, I don't think the phenomenon of gaming has anything to do with the weather or has anything to do uh, with whether we have a pandemic or not, right? The, the, the moment we, we get back to normal, it's not like kids are gonna lock their smartphones in the drawer and go take a Frisbee to the park for 12 hours. You know, th that doesn't happen. It's, it's such a pervasive part of their lives. Um, sure, we saw some nice upticks during the global stay at home uh, timeline, but you know, gaming is here to stay. One of the things that really caught my attention uh, was when I believe it was the Biden campaign uh, invested in uh, advertising uh, on a number of uh, enthusiastic gaming properties. I'm really curious about that, that conversation and um, why they decided, why they decided generally to, to really focus on that community. It certainly was the most interesting thing that has happened to this business, and it serves as the ultimate case study uh, to what we're doing. Uh, we can now quite, quite arrogantly say, if someone tells us they've never heard of Enthusiast Gaming, we can point and say, well, the guy in the Oval Office has, and uh, certainly he, he need, when he needed our help uh, to, get, to get through to young people. Um, yeah, it was a super interesting thing. The Biden campaign deserves a lot of credit because they had identified Gen Z's as a very important demographic for them to win. And as as recently as seven weeks before the vote, there was a lot of concerns that they weren't getting through to Gen Z's. Um, and the people around that campaign recognized, wait a sec, if you really want to engage with Gen Z's, you can't find them on television. You can't find them listening to the radio. You can't use traditional methods, but what they're all doing is video gaming. And so you had, you know, the Biden campaign starting to pop up in Animal Crossing. You had Congresswoman AOC play that famous Among Us game. You had, yes, Enthusiast Gaming ran, ran a lot of advertising for the Biden campaign, 
we also created custom content for them that we ran on our YouTube channels. And we also partnered with them as they took over a customized Fortnite map 72 hours before the election. And we had some of our biggest gamers play along with, with that map, take their viewers through that map. I think that was one of the most innovative things I've ever seen. And so Biden very shrewdly recognized the connection between Gen Z's and video games and, and took full advantage of that to get their message out. And, you know, we were happy to play whatever role we did in that. Adriana, I think, I think we would agree that, uh, Digital media is, is undergoing so, some really interesting uh, changes, whether it's moving into a, a, a cookie-less world, um, whether it is these conversations that U.S. Congress ha is having about uh, the size of uh, organizations like Facebook and Google uh, and Apple. Um, we've got, you know, changes coming to iOS 14 that is... Uh, a lot of people are, are talking about how that's going to disrupt um, how Facebook uh, is able to target um, their conversion campaigns. And as such, marketers are looking at different places, different areas, uh, new new places. And, and I think, you know, gaming and esports, although not new anymore, uh, is still one of those places that, that marketers are taking a look at now and, and wondering, is there a role uh, for their campaigns there, whether it's at the top of the funnel with awareness or right at the bottom with, with conversions. I'm curious if, if you're able to speak on the, the value that gaming and esports and even specifically enthusiast gaming and the properties that you guys have, um, the role that there is to play within the whole marketing funnel. Well, you've identified uh, probably the most important issue that is going to affect marketing and advertising, certainly in the digital world going forward, there is a privacy revolution that is happening. There is uh, pronouncements from Google and Apple about protecting information. And what, what is going to happen at a very basic level is that third-party data is going to become harder and harder for companies to access. And what is going to become essential is first-party data. And therein lies what we believe at Enthusiast Gaming is a, is a smart business model, which is to aggregate as many first-party communities first-party relationships um, because those are going to be the valuable currencies uh, going forward in the digital universe as third-party data becomes harder and harder to access. The name of our podcast is What's Next? And so I'm really curious about your insights here, Adrian, on what's next for esports and gaming in 2021 and beyond? Well, 60% of Gen Z's prefer esports to regular sports. Um, that statistic is not easily observable today. You wouldn't intuitively feel that way, but it is true. 
And so as every month goes by, as every year goes by, you're going to see the impacts of the affinity that young people have for esports and the fact that they prefer it over traditional sports, which means that esports is going to surge in popularity. And the other thing that's going to happen very, very soon is esports is going to become one of the most interesting betting and gambling properties uh, in the world. And those two events are going to start to overtake sports. They're going to start to overtake popular culture. And um, what we know to be true, and by we, I mean you and me who live this every day, um, the rest of the world doesn't, right? I always use the example Lauren Michaels doesn't wake up in the morning and say, I think, I think laser beam should host Saturday night live. Um, he has no idea who laser beam is. I'm not dumping on Lauren Michaels, but if you were the producer of Saturday night live, you should have laser beam host. <laughs> he has a bigger audience than, you know, half of these actors that you have on. And so eventually people are going to cotton on to this and you know, we're just going to continue to blend the mainstream and what we're seeing right now. And that's certainly very exciting for me, very exciting for my, you know, our company and very exciting for the esports industry. You brought up something, Adrian, I just want to quickly touch on and, and get your, your insights. And I know you're probably bullish on this, but, um, you know, I, I didn't realize how huge betting was on esports. Uh, I, until I went to a gaming convention uh, at the beginning of uh, 2020 uh, in the UK. Um, and it was just huge. And there was a, a, a mini esports tournament there. And, uh, and I know there's some changes coming to, uh, to Canada with the laws to, to allow uh, things like, you know, esports betting or gaming betting to, to, to be legal. What's the relationship between um, betting and, and esports. Well, look, the relationship between betting and any sport is, is symbiotic. You cannot become popular on a wide scale without, uh, simultaneously being a really good betting property. The NFL is the gold standard of North American professional sports. And there's a lot of reasons, but I can tell you the fact that the NFL works so well with all their fantasy leagues, the fact that casual fans who may not even watch the NFL start participating in office pools, these sorts of things, the betting aspect is, is a booster shot for the popularity of any sport. And Esports is no different. And the other advantage that esports has is there are way more in game betting opportunities in an esports match than there are in a hockey game, for example. So that bodes well for the quality of esports as a betting opportunity. So for us, when we see the, the CEO of DraftKings go on CNBC, and every single time he's on CNBC, he's talking about how excited he is about the growth of esports as a betting platform. That gets us really excited too, and um, and I think it's going to play a huge role uh, in the future. Adrian, thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed your insights.
Thank you very much for having me. Power your advertising. Working with Active International enables you to fund your advertising using your company's own products, assets, or even services. We have over 30 years experience connecting and bringing value to businesses all over the globe, helping many brands scale up into household names. Want to achieve more from your marketing spend? Contact Active International today.